This is They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel. And I'm Christina. We wanted to take a minute to make a small request of all our listeners. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or Podchaser, leave us a five-star rating. You can also leave a review as well on Apple, Good Pods, and Podchaser. Ratings and reviews will help us with discoverability, and we want to get this out to as many like-minded folks as we can. We want to get on the first page of these podcast apps. And to move up on the charts as well. So help us get the word out. Make sure to follow and interact with us on social media. We're at Troy Podcast on the gram and the bird. Also, check out our website, TroyPodcast.com. It's where we post links to a lot of the things that we've mentioned in the show, as well as transcripts and themed playlists that supplement our episodes and more. Thank you again for your support. You ready to get into the show? Let's do it. Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. On this episode, we are talking about something that was pivotal to both of our lives and probably yours as well. It premiered on January 3rd, 1989. On stage 29 at Paramount Studios on Melrose Avenue in the heart of Hollywood, California, in these United States of America, on this planet we call Earth, it's the Arsenio Hall Show. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> uh, my dog pounds terrible. Yeah, you weren't woofing too hard. I wasn't. But we are talking about Arsenio Hall, specifically his television show that ran in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, the Arsenio Hall Show was a place where... Let's just say it. Black people could go <laughs> be seen on television in a late night sense. Unlike a lot of other shows that they had to go on and be all buttoned up and stuffy. And that's even if they got a chance to be on it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. You ready? All right. All right. So how familiar were you with Arsenio prior to the Arsenio Hall show? I don't think I knew him because if this show started in 89, like I don't think I really watched him much until closer to his later years because I don't think I was staying up that late. (laughs) At At 10? 10. So (laughs) I didn't know much about him either, but he was kind of like the guy in the thing. Yeah. was like, I seen that dude before. Mm -hmm. And this is about to be a real old nigga comment right here. (laughs) He was the in-house comedian on a show called Solid Gold. Oh, I know Solid Gold. You know Solid Gold. <laughs> so he was on Solid Gold and he would come on and do like a two, three minute set. Right. During the show. I know Solid Gold, but I don't know Solid yeah. Gold. <laughs> I know what it is. So that's <laughs> where I first saw him. Okay. And then, you know, he's just doing like stand up sets on the late night shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I really knew about him prior to him having his own show. I didn't realize that the way he got the show was being a fill-in for Joan Rivers on her show. Right. I just found out about that today. So maybe other people don't know that as well. So I'm going to give a quick backstory on the Joan Rivers show. So Joan gets a show on Fox doing her own thing over there. She's beefing with the Fox execs. They're like, all right, you can go. So (laughs) she lasted about a year (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they canceled the show. It had, I think, maybe 20 weeks left. So they were rotating different hosts in every week. Arsenio was one of those people. His week hit. They were like, hey, there's 13 weeks left. We just want you to do the rest of it. He's like, all right, cool. That works for me. I got a movie coming up. I need to be over here doing anyway. The show became a hit. And basically, Paramount was like, we got something. We got something here. So he's doing the film Coming to America for Paramount. Little film. A little small film. (laughs) And they're like, hey, when you're done with this. You want to continue doing this shit over here? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And the Arsenio Hall show is born. 
which started, like I said, January 3rd, 1989. Late 80s, early 90s is when hip hop is starting to blow up. So white people are getting a little bit of a peek into what's happening into the world of the Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really due to Yo! MTV Raps mm-hmm. and the Arsenio Hall show because his crowds were always mixed, even though it skewed heavily black. Yeah. Normally when you go to tapings, you don't know who's going to be on, right? No. Or do you? Because some sometimes you would, depending on the show. Sometimes okay. you would, sometimes you wouldn't. Because sometimes the audience would change depending right. on. I saw some differences based on his guests yeah. in some of the videos. But he was able to get like A-list stars on the show because of his previous run with Jones show. Right. Uh, his first guest was Brooke Shields okay. and yeah, Luther Vandross. Okay. Those so, were some big names at the time. Yeah. So that's what he came out the gate with. And it was a place for young black people to be seen and heard, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we mentioned in our previous episode, Jodeci was on a lot. Many times. <laughs> uh, so the urban youth of the early 90s, their home was the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah, I also read that he was the first person to put Snoop on TV. And Mariah I Carey. bought a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey because Snoop was wearing it. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode. And yeah, I don't care for hockey. But yeah, nobody, nobody was caring about hockey at that time. <laughs> we were just trying to be fashionable because the rappers had it. I was like, I want it. And I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but immediately the show blew up. It got to the point where they were being parodied on SNL. And you know you made it when they parody you on <laughs> SNL. Yeah. There was a sketch called the Carcinio Hall Show. Okay. And basically Dana Carvey was playing Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm who was trying to keep up with Arsenio. Mm -hmm. So he started acting like Arsenio (laughs) and changed the name of his show to the Carsenio Hall show. So he had a flat top, (laughs) a white flat top (laughs) and a baggy red suit. Uh He got his finger extended. (laughs) Yes, Arsenio on those long ass fingers. (laughs) So he was woof, woof, woof. I'm going to have to look that up. It it was pretty funny. It (laughs) went on a little too long, but it was funny. Okay. Keenan Ivory Wayans did him on In Living Color as well. So he crossed over. He was a star. On both sides. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In the two Americas. (laughs) Yes. And some Canadians. (laughs) And you say two Americas, but that's basically where the two Americas came together was on the Arsenio Hall show. Because you know what? I remember Arsenio's show being very black, but... There were a lot of white people. Yeah, when I was looking up just random clips, I was like, there's a lot of white people on here <laughs> There too. were. Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell came on together. Yep. But you notice they were cool white people. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Yes, Drew Madonna, Barrymore. Madonna, of It was the white people that we liked. Well, <laughs> there was an episode, one of the Jodeci episodes, the guest was one of the ladies from Designing Women. Okay. And a comedian that I don't know, but you might know. I was like, okay, I wonder if they know who Jodeci is. Let me grab the comedian's name. Will Durst. I don't. I know Fred Durst. (laughs) No, not Fred (laughs) No relation. I think this was the first time Jodeci was on, so they were performing with the band, the house band. Oh, I remember that. And then they ended up performing Stay. Because the clip that I saw, they just cut out all the interviews. Yeah. <laughs> but they left like the, the intro in where they're like, Dixie Carter from Designing Women. <laughs> Will Durst. And I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know Will Durst. <laughs> he was described as a political comedian. Okay. By Arsenio. He's older, bald, white man. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny that some of the songs that they performed while they were in the band, of course, they did their own songs. Come and talk to me for my lady. 
but they did whip appeal. And I know you hate baby face. <laughs> I don't hate them. You do I not, just have an extreme dislike. You do not like baby face songs. I was like, hmm, I should play this for you and see if you like the Jodeci <laughs> version of whip appeal. <laughs> and they I'm going to have to look into this. Also did Stevie Wonder, of course, you will know. And I like. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this whip appeal. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, baby face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying it. And usually when you think of Jodeci, you don't think of baby face. Not at all. <laughs> I think you should look it up. I, I think have I will. I link and I will send it to you. I think I will. <laughs> Are you enjoying this podcast? Hell yeah. <laughs> You're enjoying it as much as he is. There's a couple things you could do. You can feel free to drop some coins into our collection plate at coffee.com slash Troy podcast. And that's coffee, K-O-F-I.com. Link is also in the show notes. We're self-funded, so any support would be appreciated. And if you don't have any extra coins to spare, just leave us a five-star rating or review. Like J-Lo's love, it won't cost you a thing. You're just sitting at home on the couch anyhow. <laughs> All right, thanks. Back to the show. So what did you like about the Arsenio Hall show? What drew you to it? Because this was also the time, as you know, I've said so many times, but this show also came out when I was coming to my own in terms of forming my own musical tastes. And just growing up in Canada, like we didn't have a lot of access to these shows and channels that you had. We didn't have BET at the time yet. And we didn't have like the box and just a lot of stuff where you would find music and entertainment and stuff. So Arsenio gave me like one more outlet right. to to see and discover, you know, more of the music and the entertainment and stuff that I was getting into because he had multiple interviews with Tupac. He had multiple interviews with Jodeci. This is where I was introduced to Margaret Cho. Right. And even just like random artists like Little Vicious. <laughs> Little <laughs> where are you going to see Little Vicious? <laughs> wow. Wu-Tang. I can't even remember. Like, Eddie Murphy was on there every other week, it seems. Yeah, that was (laughs) an event whenever Eddie was going to be on. (laughs) Yeah, just a lot of all the stuff that I wanted to see, at least I could see it on a somewhat regular basis. Back in those days, you would watch these music award shows, like American Music Awards or Billboard, and you'd have to watch this two-hour show just for like maybe LL might perform. Right. But at least you can count on this. Even though I don't remember, but apparently there were still a lot of white celebrities. There were. But I don't even remember it that way. Yeah, the the numbers were skewed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) leaning towards us rather than the whites. So, yeah, it was just one more way for me to kind of build my budding interests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you weren't watching BET or Yo! MTV Raps mm-hmm. once a week, this is where you were getting your entertainment content right. from, at least from an urban perspective yeah. and from a young perspective as well. You weren't getting your older actors like Lou Gossett Jr. might be on the Johnny Carson (laughs) show, but that's because he's been acting for 40 years. But you have Lou Gossett on the Johnny Carson show and he'll come on Arsenio and you get two completely different interviews. Yeah, that's the thing, too, because, I mean, all of the celebrities, like the interview I watched with Drew Barrymore, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell, like everyone was just really like chill. Basically, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell were basically like two 15 year olds. They just kept ripping (laughs) each other throughout the entire interview. He makes his interviews feel like you're just sitting around chatting. Like even though he's still asking questions, it's still an interview. The guests seem more relaxed. Because you're not going on talking to somebody that your father's age. 
Like you're talking to a peer, right? You go on Johnny Carson show and he's in his Mm sixties. What do you have in common with him? If you are Kurt Russell, (laughs) other than being white and famous, right? (laughs) Right. You're significantly younger. You're going to go on, promote your movie and get out. Whereas you and Arsenio are in the same age group. And I think also because Arsenio did have relationships with a lot of his guests, like friendships, or he at least kind of knew them, that that also helped with the rapport because it's like... No, like I've been to his house. Yeah. <laughs> well, when he was doing the Joan Rivers show and he's talking to Eric Dickerson, that's what he was talking about being at his house because mm-hmm. he's talking about Eric's dogs. And he's like, you got some mean ass dogs, man. And <laughs> I was scared when I was at your house. Right. Like you don't hear that coming from other people. Mm-hmm. Like you think Johnny Carson going to say that, hey, Eric Dickerson, I was scared of your dogs when I was at your house. No. And then not. if he said that, it just would sound wrong. Yeah. You, you, like, you lying. <laughs> You were not at his house. Coming from Arsenio, it's believable. And I think the other interesting thing is, like, he was very aware of the intersection of where he was. Yeah. Because there was some explanatory commas for, you know, when you're in mixed company. Right. You don't want to leave anybody out. Like, when Will Smith was on, they immediately went into all these, like, your mama jokes and talked about the last time he was on and they were doing that, too. They're <laughs> right. like, how's your mom? And then just started again. And then they kind of stopped to explain the dozens. <laughs> <laughs> And your mama jokes and Will was like, you know, people are probably thinking, I thought he was nice. Why is he talking right. about his mom like this? So they took a little pause to explain that it's just jokes. <laughs> we are not serious. And so he's definitely aware of that. And also on the flip side, then you have an interview with Tupac talking about working with Janet and <laughs> he was saying that everyone was like, yeah, they were asking me about smelling that punani. <laughs> like, oh, oh that's not a word. That you would expect to hear on any other late night show. Not at all. (laughs) Or uttered after 1994. (laughs) Which is when he said it. (laughs) Yes. And then he ended up performing I Get Around. You got these dudes playing dice in the background. Um, You're going to get that on Arsenio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just the format of the show Mm -hmm. itself was different. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, the dog pound was the area where there were maybe 35 to 40 people sitting behind the band and they were part of the show. Like they're the ones who were leading the woo 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 woo. <laughs> yep. And every night he would give them like a different name. And this is the dog pound. These are the people who, the one I saw, he said, these are the people who love and respect me. And every time he would turn <laughs> his back, they would start giving him the finger and then he would turn around and they would smile and clap for him again. He turns his back and they're giving him the finger again. Oh, man. So every night the dog pal was a different group. These are the people who are witness protection program and their faces are all <laughs> pixelated for the entire episode. Yeah. So you had that, his band, the posse. Right. They're playing all the R&B hits mm-hmm. rather than some random, oh, what is it called? What? Ballroom music. Yeah. Not this waltz music. Yeah. So they were coming in playing jams. Right. He'd go over there and give old boy the touching the finger. (laughs) So it was a lot different than anything that was on TV at the time. Right. And it was targeted towards young people as opposed to baby boomers. Yeah, I think even though he tried to skew towards black, I think he did make an effort to not leave anybody out. But also it's like, I'm not catering to you. though. Yeah. You're welcome to be here. But it's not made for you. Yeah, because I saw (laughs) the video I sent you that there was some gay rights organization that tried to protest him. But normally, you know, in general, that's not necessarily 
necessarily a bad thing. But they seem to be like more skewing white than gay. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, how come you never have gay people on your, your show? And he's like, well, first of all, I might have, but they just don't talk about it because it's right. none of your business. And also I have, I've had so-and-so and so-and-so just because you don't know who they are doesn't mean I don't have them. Right. And then they were like, how come you don't have this person and that person? He's like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> He's yeah. like, it's my show. When this person does something I'm interested in, I'll have them on their show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not taking anything from them at that point. Mm-mm. But I was like, oh, all right. And then after the commercial break, he kind of tried to put his <laughs> late night host back on. <laughs> yeah. He apologized like three times before they went to commercial. Yeah. But then when the first guest came out, he was still talking about it. <laughs> yeah. He was the, just like, oh, you thought I was going to run from this? Nah. Yeah, like, and then went out into it. the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely weren't getting that on any other show. Definitely not. But there was one of the interviews with Tupac. He was saying how rappers had issues with him. And um, Arsenio was like, I don't know why. I'm the one putting them on the show, unlike other people. <laughs> and then Tupac's like, yeah, I know. He's like, I get it. And he's like, when I was first coming out, I was like, Arsenio should put me on the show. He's like, I didn't understand the business back then. Right. I figured, you know, if I'm out, then he should support me. And he's like, I didn't realize that you had to, like, kind of work up to it a little yeah. bit. So I think, you know, when you're the first to do something, there's going to be a lot of expectations about you should do more or you should do less of this and more of that. But right. I think he did a good job of balancing that, but still making the show that he wanted to make. Yeah. Well, like I said, he was the first place that a lot of people made their television debuts. Right. Mariah Carey, that was the first place she was ever on television. Mm. So yeah, he was the place to go. Especially if you were of the uh, Tanner <laughs> skin tone. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I'm going to bring this back to Margaret Cho. I think she was one of the first Asian women I saw on TV that wasn't an extra or something stereotypical. I don't know. I just yeah. remember seeing it made an impact on me. Right. And she was like a comedian and she was just like loud and like, <laughs> I don't know, she would make fun of her Korean mom. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> Because, like, when I was watching TV, I would just gravitate towards what felt the closest to me away. Right. So it was nice to see, like, an actual Asian person. Yeah. So with that said, what are your favorite moments from the show? Uh, I think the obvious choice would be given uh, my several mentions and our last episode, but the Jodeci. Well, one Jodeci performance in particular, because okay. they've been on several times, but the one where they came on with Mary as well. So Mary and Casey performed I Don't Want to Do Anything, and then they performed Lately, and then Stevie Wonder makes this surprise appearance. I don't know if it was a surprise to them, but it was set up as a surprise to right. the audience at least because halfway through Lately. Stevie comes out. Yeah. And then they have a jam session together at the end, like Mary, Jodeci, and Stevie. And this was the first time I heard um, You Will Know, because I wasn't really listening to Stevie yeah. like that. I knew who he was. But yeah, that was the first time I heard that song. And so you, you have like my favorite R&B singer or my favorite female singer with my favorite male group in one spot at a time where I was just discovering them too. <laughs> right. That's the thing I remember the most. <laughs> For me, it's a couple of them. 
So the first one is Easy e just being on the set wearing a robe. <laughs> like he's wearing a robe and a Compton hat mm-hmm. talking about the beef between Ruthless and Death Row. Mm-hmm. Another one is obviously with old Slick Willie, Bill Clinton playing mm-hmm. the saxophone when he was running for president. He sat in with the band all night. Mm-hmm. But there were so many to choose from. But the one that I'm going with is my favorite moment is from the last episode with all of the rappers coming out to do this big cypher. That was my number two. So I'm going to go with that one as my favorite moment and probably everybody's favorite (laughs) moment who were watching the show regularly at the time. Mm -hmm. I have a note about that, actually. So I listed all the people who were there. For those who might be curious, it was Yo-Yo, MC Light, Naughty by Nature, Tribe Called Quest, Fushnikins, CL Smooth. I couldn't see who was the DJ. I thought I saw I couldn't tell and I don't It was very blurry. Yeah, it wasn't a good copy. Because I was like, CL Smooth is there, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember who the DJ was. Guru, Das FX, Wu-Tang, KRS-One, and Mad Lion. And ODB ending the performance by chanting, the black man is God over and over again. Yeah, I'm going with that one as my favorite performance (laughs) because he went out with a bang. He sure did. (laughs) It's just funny that it only had like a five year run. Mm -hmm. And yet we have the Tonight Show that's been on for 50 years or whatever. Yeah. Even though we've gotten younger hosts over the past few years with Jay Leno, who ended up being old because he was on it for so long. And then Conan O'Brien taking over. So they've gotten younger hosts, but it still wasn't this. And even now with Jimmy Fallon. Right. That's probably as close as we're going to get with the Roots being part of his show but it's still not the Arsenio Hall show it isn't the closest I would say which is now I'm sad to say but this is a mural yeah but they really <laughs> didn't have like musical they didn't do performances music and stuff but in terms of just having a late night show that was skewed towards us you know get in where you fit in but we know their primary audience <laughs> yeah I just wish that this could have had that kind of run that the late show or the the Tonight Show has had. Mm -hmm. He did come back a couple years ago, but it was too late because there's other places where you can get this content now. Yeah, I don't think I... I think if it had just continued, then he probably could still be doing it. I don't even think I saw any of the new stuff. The second run was 2013. Yeah, I watched a couple of them. I don't remember if I've seen any of it. It was cool. It was pretty much the same show, but Mm -hmm. like I said, we're getting that content from Mm -hmm. everywhere now. So I think it would have been better if that show was allowed to continue. So I don't know why it ended. I did when I was ratings. I saw, I don't know, an article from somewhere that there was an ill-advised 60-minute interview with Louis Farrakhan and said subsequent ratings dropped. I don't know if that was the cause. It didn't help. Okay. But then, like, what would make people just not want to watch it anymore? Well, if you are watching the show and you're kind of on the fence, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I like this Negro stuff. (laughs) And then Louis Farrakhan shows up Mm -hmm. talking about kill the white devil. (laughs) He didn't say kill the white devil, but Louis Farrakhan was doing Louis Farrakhan things and saying things that made people uncomfortable. So... It's like, I'm not going back to that. This ain't what I'm here for. You turned your back on me, Arsenio. I thought you were one of the good ones. It was that kind of situation. It wasn't ODB saying 
<laughs> the black man is God. Well, it was already canceled by then. Oh, yeah, that's true. They can say whatever they want. Yeah. That was <laughs> that the was last a, episode. That was the last show. But I think it should have lasted a few more years at least. Yeah, I don't really remember. I just remember it was on and then it wasn't. Yeah. And I wasn't happy about it because it was a while before we got anything else afterwards. And we still don't have anything Yeah, now. like what would compare to that? Like I said, the closest thing I can think of is Deezus and Mural, but they didn't do music. Yeah, they didn't do that. And like I said, the content that we wanted then Mm -hmm. get on Twitter today. Like somebody's music video is being tweeted, somebody performing somewhere. Like you have Freddie Gibbs performing on Jimmy Fallon. So (laughs) we can get it anywhere now. Yeah. I mean, Kendrick Lamar was just on SNL. He was just on SNL two days ago. I mean, we still don't have the kind of show that would give newer artists a try. Yeah. Like you're not going to see a little vicious <laughs> oh god <laughs> i just remember seeing this tiny little boy just dancing and singing i was like he's singing about freaks he sure was like, okay little boy <laughs> <laughs> little vicious the fact that little vicious has been brought up twice now that tells me we're getting close to wrapping this up <laughs> oh i did want to mention one more thing that was in the favorite moments michael jackson just casually appearing <laughs> right to give an award that. and <laughs> just like one of the youtube comments said only michael jackson could show up to give an award and leave with one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but why were they presenting it was like a mtv awards one for king of comedy to eddie murphy and then one for like best video or something to michael jackson but why were they doing that on arsenio's show if it's an mtv award well the way he explained it And I kind of remember this is I think this probably 1990 or so. Mm -hmm. And they were taking votes on the best this and best that. And they gave the award on that show because they didn't come to the actual show. Oh, okay. So Michael wasn't there. Eddie wasn't there. So being a (laughs) a parent company of MTV, they were like, hey, give it to them when they're on your show. That's funny. Can we make this happen? They couldn't be bothered to go to the MTV Awards, but they'll just show up at Arsenio's show. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> like, we can do this for Arsenio. <laughs> like, I'll come out of my house with just anybody. Right. So with that said, you have anything else you wanted to add about the Arsenio Hall show? So I guess my closing thoughts for this is that it really was an era. <laughs> it was. It was simultaneously mainstream because you had Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman doing the woof, woof, woof right. at a polo match. But it felt like it was for us. Yeah. And if you weren't there, it won't make any sense to you, especially today. Like You try and describe that to a 22-year-old, they're not going to get it. Yeah, because they'd just be like, so what? They had some rappers on the show. Yeah. Video. Right. So <laughs> exactly. You had to be on. there for it. <laughs> yeah. You had to be alive at a time when this didn't exist. Right. And then it did. And everything was different after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I got. Same. If you've got nothing else, I've got nothing else. And we can end this here. <laughs> I'll just go to YouTube and rewatch some stuff. Sometime. Sounds good. Okay. See you next week. Bye.